You're listening to The Real Short Box, a comic book podcast made for geeks by geeks. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Real Short Box. My name is Darren. My name is Supreme Chancellor Kevin. I'm Donald. And we are here tonight, and you might notice we have a fourth person joining us today. This is Pete. Hello, how are you? Say hi to Pete, everybody. Pete, how you doing? Pete brought us a lovely can of chili beans as a thank you for having him on the show. I do like chili beans. Are those those Hershey chocolates on top of the Hershey beans? Yes. Would you like one? Would you like a kiss? It's too late for that. That was a week ago. He does like kisses. I'll kiss you later. I could have used that a week ago. And Pete, in your honor, we also brought this lovely world championship belt here. Oh, that's uh, mighty fine of you. Well, you know, mighty fine indeed. Only we are mighty fine people here. Only if you do a good interview will we give you that championship belt. Okay. So, yeah. Guys, just so you know, uh, and we are going to tease this for later, Pete was actually Hawkeye's photo double in the first two Avengers films on top of Ant-Man and the Wasp and I think others. So he, we're going to have a lot to talk to him about. But the key topic of today is going to be CGC. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> CGC uh, book grading as well as CBCS. But before we do that, just a real quick reaction, guys. Uh, Pete has alerted me that there is a lot of casting that has been put out for the new Batman film. And I want some initial reactions. So, Donald, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Uh Okay, so they, when they did the Gotham TV show, I, I don't know the actor's name, but I thought I know you're talking about. he did a really good Cobblepot. I thought he did a really good job. He did. It was different, but yes, yes it was he, different. He did a good job, but it, yeah. it, it's not the penguin that I grew up loving and knowing. Hashtag not my penguin. Right, right. So, <laughs> exactly. So Colin, if he puts on a little weight, I could see it, you know. But he's going to have to put I on. I don't some, think he is. He's going to have to. There have so been some, uh, some some photos that have leaked online, and yeah. he's he's very regular. He's so he's not going to go full method and, and just go yeah, It doesn't ways. look like it. Uh, Pete, give me your thoughts on Robert Pattinson as Batman. Okay, so the director, I believe Matt Reeves, um, mm-hmm. he released a video uh, the other day of mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson in the suit, the new Batman suit. Um, and it's very reminiscent of Batman Year Two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Batman's second year and it's, you can tell the, the suit is, it's not very high tech. It's kind of got, you can even see the stitching in it, which is interesting. Um, but I, I think it's, it's different. Um, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I need to see probably in motion. Um, but I mean, we'll see it. It, lo- it looks different, which is good. Um, uh, but yeah. it's, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. Well, from what I heard, there was two different costumes, right? There's, they're saying that he's going to wear two different ones. So yes. This might be even like the prototype. I think that's what it is. And yeah. it looks kind of mm-hmm. like the Gotham by Gaslight kind of, you know, Elseworld style costume, the one we got to see. So yeah. I'm thinking that's probably earlier and then it goes into the more advanced costume later. Yeah. I Please don't make it an origin story, though. Please. We've seen I enough of it. Don't believe it is. I think this is, he's already yeah, gotten we're, started. We're done. We know who he is. Yeah. Right? Copy yeah. that whole movie with Ed Norton where he just. Boop, 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 Not see. even. If you don't know who Batman is, get the fuck out. And, and, Get out. Good point. And, and get I, out. And I know, you know what? The first Batman movie was We had the best Batman origin. We will probably revisit this in a full length podcast. And finally, Kevin, Edward Nigma, a character very close to your heart, is being played by Paul Dano. Just your quick thoughts. You know, I like him as an actor. I'm hoping for the best because hopefully he can give the true justice to the character that unfortunately Jim Carrey didn't do. Oh, Jim Carrey was much as I like Jim Carrey. So good. 
he was copying Frank Gorshin a little bit because Frank Gorshin was trying to outdo um, Cesar Romero on that old Batman TV show. So people think he tried out originally for right, the Joker, and he right? lost out for it. So people yeah. think that he's just another version of the Joker who just does riddles. Like, no, no, no. He's there's more to that. Yeah, and hopefully we will see. I, I told you my ideas would be how, how I would have done a Riddler in a movie. You know, I, I just hope it's just done yeah. right. Riddler is, is a brilliant man. You know, you got to see his brilliance. You got to see him, you know, form riddles and conspiracies. Right. Yeah. All really right. mess with your head. So, guys, Riddle, I'm going to go me ahead that. Riddle me that. my glasses on. Oh, your educator glasses. What about Zoe yes. Kravitz? Ooh, la, la. Oh, well, hold on now. <laughs> now, there's only three people here, and I, I'm not going to give my thoughts on oh. Zoe Kravitz. She was fine in Mad Max, but, you know, I mean, who wasn't? Right. Uh, so here's my thing. So I'm bringing the glasses out. By the way, we'd like to welcome uh, someone here who's actually visiting us from New York. Thank you for joining us today. She is one of our um, audience members. Yeah, we're very glad to have her. Uh, what's up? We oh, have, we got the shopkeepers. One well. what, what, what of the shopkeepers is here. Excellent, Lord Reza. Right, so First what we're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, what we're talking about is CGC and CBCS grading. PGX, so, PGX, guys. So, let's not forget PGX. PGX based in Oregon somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in Oregon. Oregon. Nine one four five five. They're still in business. People okay. still get their stuff graded. They do. They're just unfortunately not the most trustworthy for different reasons. I've heard rumors. You, uh, I don't know if it's true. Coupon for a free dozen Voodoo Donuts. You don't you, say when you get your book graded. Now. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, so Donald, I'm going to come to you first, and I, I kind of want to build a small little case here before we move forward. Sure. So, selling key books versus mm-hmm. collecting them. I really like your thoughts on this because I know we've had really in-depth discussions about this, yeah. and I'd love for you to share with the audience. Okay, so I would say collecting versus selling. Uh, here's here's my big thing, guys. Uh, if you're just if you're just wanting to collect a particular book, let's say for example, someone like myself would happen to have created a web series called the Blue Beetle Ted Cord Returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up. Can we, on, like, uh, flash this in the post-production? Just yeah, flash, flash, flash. Yeah, just flash Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle. Okay. Blue Beetle. Cue that flash. Anyway, so I did this web series. Blue Beetle's near and dear to my heart, the Ted Cord version. So, of course, I wanted to own the first appearance, which is Captain Adam number 83. I'm going to bring it closer. Now, didn't, didn't the, the late, great Steve Ditko have something to do with that, sir? Did uh, he create he that? He was the creator of Ted Cord, right? <clears throat> Blue Beetle. Look at that book, people. So that's the book. Look at you that guys book. Want to take a look at it. Sniff it. They okay. can't sniff it through. Yes, you can. We like full disclosure here. How many Blue Beetle books do you have, Captain? That first appearance, I had four. And I, down to three. I sold one to Jarrett, who's yeah. our fellow uh, member here at the Real Short Box. And he's going to sell, sell another copy to me right. and then one to Darren. Um, so he has one left. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this book, the reason why I got it graded is not to get it graded to resell or for value purposes. It's because I want it encased. I wanted it to be able to display. He wants to mummify. Uh, what I like to do is uh, I set up a light system in my bookshelf and I can set a CGC book in the in the case. And then I can put the action figure of the hero next to it or like the pop toy, uh, something like that to kind of liven up a, a little nice display. Cool. Yeah. So those types of books to me are, are nice because... They're heroes that I appreciate and value that I don't want to resell. So I get them graded and encased for posterity's sake. And the posterity of the timestamp from August 19th, 1966. Right. So that's that's for, you know, that's basically what you're doing if you're collecting. Mm-hmm. Now, there's people that collect for monetary purposes. They don't collect to, to, to resell. 
um, but they collect to know that their collection is of value, if that makes any sense. So you get somebody, let's say that they have a, like, let's just look back in this case back here. Oh, I have some featured items here. Actually, Yeah, hit me with something. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is first Silver Age appearance of Captain America. This is Avengers number four. This is here in the shop for sale at We Can Be Heroes. Check it out. Reza, is that a favorite of yours? Um, not particularly. I mean, it's a good book, but it's not one of my like particular favorites. So well, you're Kevin's glad we advertised favorite. it then. <laughs> it's one of Captain's favorites. It's like if you're a Captain America fan, it's definitely a good one to have in your collection. If you love and America I, and are a patriot, dads, you will buy dads. that book. Am I right, Reza? Yes. Am I right, Pete? Is that is that an accurate statement, Pete? It if is. you love America, you and a love true Captain patriot, America. you will purchase this book. Well, that, that's the thing, though. Is that each one of those has a specific kind of uh, value or appreciation to the person it's, that's a fan. It is interesting. Like when I was younger, Captain America was very encore. Like really? For, for me in particular. I don't know about everybody else. He wasn't a popular character. It was a Grunwald run that he had been going on for 75 years writing Captain America. He kind of hit a wall years ago and was just, you know, hitting his pace and, you know, like, okay, well, he's going to put out another issue and something. Cap's going to have a sandwich in this issue, you know, and it's going to be great. And then he might fight Crossbones again. So it was just like, to me, he wasn't, he wasn't cool <clears throat> at all. There was nothing cool about Captain America. It wasn't until uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I actually started to respect him, um, respect him more. But it, it be- even a little bit before that, Mark Wade's run on Captain America actually brought him to prevalence, you know, uh, for me and, and made me think, oh, wow, you know, he's he, far he less has, corny. He has something. There's something there. Yeah, he stands for something more than just. America, because when you when you grow up and people are like, oh, you know, yeah, you got to love your country and America and stuff. When you're a teenager, and you know, or a pubescent piece of shit, you, you <laughs> kind of push back against that. And you're like, oh, Captain America, come on, slow down. Just Pete, you want to say, say you're the captain. Are you that's insulting the youth of America like that? Oh, let no, our, no, let our special guest give, give his 10 cents here. I really don't know anybody who didn't like Chris Evans, uh, you know, his performance in Captain America. Right. You know, I mean, he, he did a really, really great job. And that's what made the, the character essentially really, really mainstream. And I forgot he was a human torch. He yeah. did so well. That's America's ass. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the most uh, yes. relevant thing he's he's done and, and not to his discredit at all. I mean, it's, it's something major. So, Donald, speaking of pieces of shit, uh, what are your feelings on people who uh, who sell pages that they rip out of key issues? They're they're. Okay, so <laughs> look, it's like the Dead Sea Scrolls, this man. Is tough. You, you, I've seen it online, guys. There's an Action Comics number one where it's like page number seventeen for sale, <laughs> and it, Superman doesn't appear in it at all, and it still goes for like what thirty thousand dollars. Look, or something it's like, like the that. Dead Sea Scrolls, and they having a piece of history, right? I appreciate if you find a book that is completely. Fucked up, right? It's like torn to shit. There's bubblegum and rat turds in it, Wait, right? Guys, I just want to ask: Is this a family show, or is I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was PG thirteen. I tried. Well, after right, we're after eight thirty, and, and on the East Coast, this is actually eleven thirty p.m. So we're basically kids uh, don't have bedtimes these days, man. Time. Kids don't have bedtimes these days. They're up to like two in the morning now. I'm not their mother or father. So, but so, you should. So be. what you're telling me is, I could say fuck, as long as you say it just like that. So, fantastic. So, right. let me get back to the page thing. You know, it's an acronym. Before Kevin rudely interrupted again. 
That's the, he should change his name from the the pontificator to the interrupter. Wait, I thought he was the pontificator. The, no, no, I'm the educator. Jesus, oh. Kevin, and I'm going to educate name? you very shortly. Good lord! All right, if he was a transformer, he'd be an interrupticon. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, you should coin that. Yeah, I think I should. I'm going to put that underneath so, the next video that we make. He's Kevin, the interrupticon. So that makes that America makes you a loudmouth bot. Your country. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess that could work. A loud mouth. Ooh, I don't know if it goes on my tongue. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Oh, no, no. I, I, I just fooled you. Accept it. It's fine. Right. So these pages. I understand if if you find one that's covered in shit and gum and whatever, and you just want to take out each page and get it encased and sold to make a little money. That makes complete sense to me. It really does. But if you're the type of piece of shit that takes a book that's complete and decides that you're going to make more money by splitting it up and selling it, go to hell. Wow, do you really mean that? Plain and simple. Strong you words. say that they you're, should burn in the depths of hell. If you're taking a classic comic like that mm-hmm. from the from the 30s, 40s, 50s, anything around there, mm-hmm. and you're ripping out individual pages in Just order to, to sell profit, so to, you can to profit, profit to, to, to you know raise your <clears> profitability, <throat> your margin on that that Special you're going to get. Special place in hell for you. There, there is, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. How dare you? How dare you do that to so, a comic book? So, as they say Time's in the Muppet tough, movie, sir. moving Time's right along. I want to go Agreed. to, uh, this is something that Kevin and Donald, and Pete, please jump in if you like. Uh, Reza, feel free to, to shout your opinion as well. Uh, Donald and Kevin, I want a really, like, just strong view from you. If there is one, what are the pros and cons to CGC versus CBCS? Before you interrupt me, can you go, okay. And then say what you're going to say, because that's what an interrupticon would do, okay. right? you got to do the sound effects. you got to do the sound effects. Man, this just keeps getting better and better. Okay, so I'll, but I'll let you go first. All right, give me some pros and, and cons, if there are any, versus CGC and CBCS. Well, first, let us, I hate to say it, just take a dump on PGX, unfortunately, because they have a bad reputation of books being easily breaking into the chamber, people replacing books and putting in an older book in, uh, sorry, a, a less uh, quality book in. Mm-hmm. I've heard some horrible rumors about PGX, so that's why they're kind of like seen as the distant third. Dude, what is this, the Alex cousin. Jones channel? Wait, what are you talking? Is that is this some conspiratorial nonsense? Is hey, this serious? He's not joking. I'm not hey, joking, man. man. Really? I'm not joking. There's some serious uh, credit to this story. when you open them, your children turn into lizard people. There you go. It's just not PGX, though. We're getting, it was to the point where it was CGC as well. But CGC has since rectified that system. Yes, with their chamber. They redid their casing. Matter of fact, a friend of the show, we won't call him by name because he's a humble man, but he told us about the new standards. Yeah, and it's made out of vibranium now. Like uh, cap shield, so you can't you literally can't bust it. Really? Just, yeah, made out of vibranium. I had no idea. I just found this out. That is very impressive. Very impressive. And now the other lord of the shop is here, the man of many miracles, the man who is the viceroy of Santa Clarita. Let us give it up for the one and the only. You know your name, sir. Because <laughs> you forgot it. <laughs> Julio seems like oh, Julio, there, there, our man now. Julio. Now. Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> the Viceroy of Santa Clarita. I was just talking about that, just like two seconds ago. Really? This book? Yeah, that book right now. Oh, we were just praising the book and how we miss Steve Ditko and his brilliance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I literally just. Uh, 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so let, let's get back. Yeah, I'm let, sorry. Let's get back on topic. You want to know if there's a difference between CBCS? No, your preference. Oh. advantages or pros or cons in your view. I like both. I mean, put it this way: if you're looking to make a quick buck, since CGC was there first, they're considered you know the gold standard. Then get a CGC and put it on eBay or whatever the case may be. That would be. I mean, CBCS. Right. You, can, you can sell it too for CBCS, but wherever CGC has like kind of has that. Don't forget about the two things too. That that they have that's that's a little different. CBCS, uh, CBCS versus CGC. Yes. CGC has the the blue tint. Yes. to the casing. So a lot of people like the aesthetic, the look. Yes. of the comic in the case. It gives it a different. It is look very beautiful in yes. the in the slightly blue case tinted case versus CBCS. Uh, also with CBCS with their their grading with the signatures. Yes, one major difference is this is something that's an advantage for CBCS. If you want to get a book signed. And you don't have a witness there, you know, professional witness to say, oh, yeah, the, the artist or the writer really signed it. CBCS, you can pay them a little bit of money to verify the signature and still get credit and right. say that, yes, this, this book was, was signed by so-and-so. And, and that, how much is a little bit of money? Well, sir, if... if Probably a lot of bit of money. I never looked it up. <laughs> no, it's, it's 15 bucks. 15 bucks. Per signature, though, right? Per, per signature. signature. 15 a signature. Look at how quick that answer is. We, 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 have that, we have that tick book from, well, God, good Lord, 13 we, years we ago. We have a Comic-Con tick comic. There's only 50 in existence. There was 100 people to sign it or 50? 50 people signed it, but both, yeah, 50 for 50. There's only 50 versions of this book with 50 signatures. We have two out of 50. It's, if we were to do that 15 times 50, what that's $750, right? Pretty much. That would be a lot of money for us to have all those signatures verified and authenticated and blessed right. by the company. Right. $750 just to, to verify that those signatures were correct. Now, like, that book sounds real. good, but believe you me, it's not worth it. Now, maybe as Donald and myself continue to make various uh, revenue, maybe we'll take it in one day and have them verify all, right, all 50 sure. signatures. So, yeah. so I, I want to take a, a quick break from CGC and CBCS, and I'd love to come back to this in a little bit. But um, so currently right now, uh, I'm going to move over to Pete. Uh, Pete oh. is joining us here today Hello. because this is indeed, for those of you who've seen the Avengers and have seen the Avengers Age of Ultron, this is Hawkeye. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but this is absolutely... <laughs> this is the truth. This is Hawkeye. So, truth. Pete, as we were sitting here talking about some key issues of, of Hawkeye and stuff, which I will get into in a little bit of the character, I really wanted to have you here to share with our audience just your experiences about working on the Avengers. So, the first <clears throat> question I'd like to ask you is, as you are the body double of Jeremy Renner, yes. now, we can see you clearly in these movies. Like, there's no debate whatsoever. This is you. Okay, okay. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. How do you what maintain 11%? I, I don't buy you were the body double. I'm going to need proof. Hang on. Oh, hang man. On. Hang on. Do we have a photo? Well, first hang of all, on. we have to ask, how do, you, how do you maintain 11%? Just, just don't be an interrupticon. Oh. 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 Put that on. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. There it is. <laughs> Put it on. Oh, goodness. Should we play the Avengers theme? Do we have the rights to that? Uh, no, Alan Silvestri, a, a Pete favorite, as I know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can make this right. See, we don't rehearse ahead out. of time, people. This is proof. It's inside out, but that's this, live. Yeah, there that works. Yes. Okay. So apparently this is the Hawkeye mask. So what, <laughs> what do we think, everybody? Uh, actually, he looks closer, closer, he looks better. more like Batman what, well from the What tick. do you think? Yeah. What do you, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so let, let's well, talk. I'd like to know how you got this job. Yes. 
So um, I didn't have to wear this mask. <laughs> um, so how I got the job? All right. So wait, wait, well, wait, you can take the mask off. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. take the mask. Off. Instead, <laughs> um, though, I've yeah. got something else. Oh, let's, you do. Let's get you to try these on. Yes. Oh, even oh. better. Even better. Now they might be not your team, but that's okay. Try those and see. Oh, fantastic. There we go. I like it. Wow. Okay, so that, that's, that's, that. that's, that's okay, it. Okay, I buy that. I buy that. Okay. So how did I get the job as Hawkeye's essentially body slash photo devil? Yeah. Um, well, uh, a producer kind of stumbled upon my Instagram page. Okay? What? I, I kid you not. This Hold is, on, time this, out. This is how this happens, people. This is Hollywood. I mean, come on. What? Yes. So I had I had a, a one of the producers uh, hit me up and say, hey, um, you know, would you – are you interested in, do you like Marvel? And I was like, oh yeah, of course. He was like, would you be interested in essentially being in a Marvel movie? Okay. And I said, absolutely. Why not? Like, okay, cool. So what he had me do was, um, he said, I need uh, a full body picture of myself and a shot of my arms. Mm. Okay. Bathroom selfie <laughs> style. Uh, ye- no, just, oh, okay. no, kind of just okay. like through a mirror or whatever. Okay. Cool. Um, and, uh, obviously, but they said, we want you to actually be flexing in these arm photos. Nice. I-, I kid you, I can't make this stuff up. So, um, so I was like, okay. So he's like, send it to this casting company and we'll get back to you. And I was like, all right, I will do this. So I, I did, I took the photos and I sent them off to this casting company. And within, within 24 hours, I heard back and said, Hey, you have the job. And I was like, is this this is really happening? Is this real? Like, and sure enough, it was. Um, so I they they sent me the information and where I needed to go, and um, the next day, I believe it was the next day. It might have been a day after, but I got to uh, the studio where they were shooting. I believe they were shooting at uh, uh, Manhattan Beach Studios okay. in uh, in Manhattan Beach, obviously. And um, I got my own trailer, which was which was phenomenal. Yep. And they put me in the Hawkeye suit, the actual suit that he wears. And they, they gave cool. me, they put my hair exactly how his was. Um, and they, they gave me the bow and arrows. And uh, wow. I was there and I was on set. I was on set for about a, a week, essentially doing, I believe they, these were like the, the pickup shots and, 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 and reshoots that they were that they were going for. Because apparently the Jeremy Renner, uh, he wasn't available at that time. So okay. they, and they needed these these essentially these shots of him doing these specific uh, actions. Yeah, Starbucks wouldn't change his schedule, so he couldn't. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So so when you're when you're actually so we've all I've done body double work and stuff before. There, it, depending on the project, will give you different tasks. So what exactly were you responsible for as the body? Like, like what was your job essentially? <laughs> Basically, at any at any point in these reshoots where, um, you know, he, he actually, no, Jeremy Renner did come in for one day. But so all of these other these shots where you don't see his face. Yeah. So it, it was me. So essentially, there's a scene in the, the first Avengers where he, he goes into I think it's supposed to be Germany. Uh, he goes in to pick up this this, this crystal, this rock and uh, Loki's there or whatever. And so, you know, he goes in and he, he picks up this, I forget what it does. It's been a while. Not the Tesseract. Oh. No, it was, it was a rock that they needed to essentially get the power from the Tesseract. I, mm. I forget the movie. But anyway, so like I said, Jeremy wasn't there that day. So it was essentially me picking up this, the, the crystal. So that's essentially me in the movie, not Jeremy Renner. And they actually said like, Hey Pete, you know, you're actually kind of bigger than Jeremy Renner. Um, so you're going to actually make him look, you know, bigger than he really is. And I was like, you know what? That's we'll get I'm popular fine for that. that remark. And you maintain I'm fine with that. You know what? Body fat. So if, <laughs> if Jeremy Renner looks like huge in that movie, well, thank me for it. 
Wow. Uh, by the way, has okay. he personally thanked you for it? No, he did not. He should, right, so, unfortunately. He so should. He didn't send Starbucks to you at any point in time? And then, no. Like a gift certificate? I wish he did. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, 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 they have to approve your arms. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, not, not Jeremy, no. They, yeah, so essentially the, a producer was like, all right, so I do have a tattoo, and they did have to cover that up a little bit. But, uh, I feel like you would have an <laughs> half of yourself. <laughs> so, 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 so here's the deal. Um, and, and keep in mind that we have a lot of, a lot of industry friends that watch this that, that we pitch to, so be, oh, cool. poli- be polite. Um, could you just give us like, memorable interactions you've, you had with the cast and crew? I, actually, let's wait for Donald to respond here to, oh, it looks like Jared. Um, yeah, Jared said his daughter just said, fuck shit, piss balls. Glad <laughs> okay. help with that. All right, so, nice. wow. so are the, what memorable interactions with the cast and the crew can you share with our loving audience? Oh, man. Okay. So I was on uh, the first Avengers. Oh, by, and then, by the way, I'm, I'm going to be an interrupticon. You do that. Real quick. Uh, there was, we almost, Maria was almost uh, a body double as well. Really? For, uh, for Maria Hill. Oh. She was Maria actually. Hill. Yeah, pulled in, in. They were going to put her in as the body double. And then uh, they found out that she was editing on the movie. Ah. And they were like, oh, well, uh, since you're, that's a conflict. We don't want to deal with that. You just go ahead, you know, no no problem, you know. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, you know, legitimately bummed. And, uh, you know, as anybody would be, because they're like, oh, we want to pull you and put you in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, never mind, we can't. Yeah. I was like, oh. So there was almost two people that we knew that were a part of that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. get, get back to it. Um, so, okay, so memorable interactions. So actually, Maria Hill, uh, Colby Smolders, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's actually really, really nice. I worked her on the first one. Um, I can say phenomenal things about her. Mm-hmm. But uh, my most memorable moment was actually on Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, so they actually invited me. They enjoyed my company so much that they invited me back for the sequel. How could they not? I mean, come on. And so I got to work with Scarlett Johansson on the, mm. on the second one. Okay. So <laughs> it, that, my God, like, okay. She, I mean, she looks great on screen, but in person, she is, she's stunning in person. I just, I just gotta, gotta mm-hmm. let that be known. Um, so not only was I uh, Jeremy Renner's photo double in the second one, but I also got to run lines with Scarlett Johansson. So wow. essentially, um, she was pregnant during the principal photography of Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she had to come back and reshoot her scenes months later. And so, okay. and again, Jeremy Renner wasn't available for that. So I had to step in and uh, essentially play oh, the part of, of Hawkeye. So, so essentially she, all of her scenes in Avengers Age of Ultron, she's not with the group. It hurt. It, all of them are shot separately, which is crazy because it's seamless. Um, wow. So, I was playing the part, the role of, of uh, you know, Hawkeye, and I got to run the lines with her. And uh, that was a, quite an experience, I must say. Um, and she was really grateful because I, I put a lot of oomph into those lines. You, per you se. put passion into <laughs> and, uh, passion. And there's actually one scene where Jeremy Renner gets injured at the, at the beginning of Age of Ultron, where they're going after the, into the bunker mm-hmm. at the very beginning. And, uh, and so Jeremy's, like, injured on the ground, and she's, like, kind of giving him like she's giving him not cpr but she's kind of working on him a little bit that was actually me she was kind of feeling up she, there. she, she worked on you that was me yeah 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 mm. and so and so she was uh she's all right i'm just gonna say it she's a little bit of a flirt guys uh nothing wrong with that that's kind she was very very sweet that's um very good. but sweet she, on you but she's also just sweet on you 
She's a really nice girl. A flirt how, Pete? Or or, or did she say things to you in confidence? She does not want to. She asked me, um, oh, well, I guess you work out. Ah! As she was kind of feeling my chest. I get that, too. That's a nervous comment. So I was just a little, I I actually couldn't believe that it was happening at the moment. But I'm like, is is Scarlett Johansson really feeling me up at this moment? Yes, she is. She's harassing you. Like, this is actually kind of She's amazing. It's a whole can of chili beans, right? So... Okay, so and then uh, Josh Whedon told me I did a great job. You so. see, that's a good thing. Good Josh job, Whedon Josh. validates your hard work. Yes, that's a good thing. All right, so um, oh, and also too, uh, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that you uh, might currently be working on a certain Marvel film coming out May the first. Um, Writing I, a flirt. I, I, I most certainly do not want to um, uh, mm, f- uh, put you into an awkward position. But is there anything you can share with us that is not going to put you in a conflict? There is an NDA involved here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, yeah, I, what I will say is, yes, they actually did invite me back for the Black Widow movie. Excellent. Um, yes, and what can, what can I say? I'm not. I can't spoil anything. Don't spoil yeah. it. No, don't spoil um, it. I will say the Taskmaster. What? That's a. You wait till you see this villain. Like he's gonna. So be you're something. saying that, that that our books will increase in value as an Avengers 95 and 96. Oh, hallelujah! If this guy hallelujah. isn't one of the most popular villains coming out, I don't know. Then I don't know. Ooh, Fifty cents, well spent. A little bit of a secret tidbit in there. Now, quick, quickly, Pete. Under this guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Damn it. now, real quickly, Pete. Um, who's your favorite Avenger? Oh wow, my favorite Avenger. Um, you know what? Let me let me think about that for like three seconds. My favorite Avenger is Star Lord. Ooh, bet you didn't think that was coming. But technically, technically, he's a guardian of the galaxy. Yeah, but he was part of true. But I think for like a hot second, hot second, minute, hot second. So, so we'll get we'll get back to this uh, at the end. But I'd like to go to Kevin now and get back to CGC and CBCS. What is the first graded book? This is amazing trivia we're talking about right here, folks. And I see he's look. He's if this is true. If this is true, because I was going through message message boards trying to find verification on this, but apparently, (laughs) a book called Kalinas Presents the White Guard Number One from 1949 was one of the first books, at least. Did you say Kalima? Almost. Kalima. Great movie. Oh, Mummy Shibai. Oh, Mummy Shibai. All right. So, and and also Donald Duck, like a Donald Duck book as well. A Donald Duck book. That's respectable. All right. So, Kev. Um, what are some books that you were like extraordinarily happy that you got graded? Let's see. <laughs> it wasn't my Fantastic Hulk for number five. Oh, well, that's that's I, that's no, that's, you're that's, ruining that's, my next you're question. You're ruining his question, man. My next question. You talk about Interruptacon. Oh, wow. Them fighting. You talk about us. Unoriginal Acon. Come Ooh. up with a new name, Kevin. Ooh. Anyway, so what are the books that you were really happy you, that you were able to grade? Well, let's see. My Green Lantern 76 that I had signed by Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill. I was happy where that came out, especially for a book that's essentially at this point 50 years old this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 7.5. And it's one of the very few books out there that's signed by both um, artist and writer. Do you regret any um, books that you had slabbed, so to speak? Well, he gave it away a little bit. Um, uh, what, do you regret it or were you just disappointed in it? I don't think you regretted getting it graded and slabbed because it's preserved now. Like, no more harm is going to happen to that book. Why would you, like, not want Now, it? I guess you can counter that and say that had I not known that a page was missing, that you would have sold it? Yeah. Or you would have felt better. I would have felt better. And 
But you know what? It's okay. Sometimes you have yeah, to know. But then if you would have sold it and somebody would have found out and you didn't know, then, then they'd be mad at me. It would be cuss me right. out. So you're sue better, me, all that good you're stuff. You're better off eBay. doing it in, in well, just I was hoping for a better grade. I was hoping for a better grade. You know, it's a point five, although it's still worth, you know, over a G, but still I was hoping that because I when I read the story, it was such a smooth read. I think right. oh, I had no idea page was missing. But what's that now, tell you? Now, now, the story. Now, yeah. Now, Donald, here's a question. Um, and the interrupticon might jump in on you here, but this is something I'm I'm really intrigued with. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I would say, are pretty even in how many books that you get graded on a yearly basis. Who do you think works faster? Oh, CBC. Uh, yes, not sure. Donald. Sorry. <laughs> I like it. Wow. He apologized on camera. Uh, sorry, okay, no, no, so sorry. so if you're not getting your books cleaned and pressed, and it's just like a, a regular book. Uh, it's going to be CBCS. I think right now they've got uh, a special where they do like a five-week turnaround, I believe, something what? like that. I say what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much more is that? Six weeks. Is it six weeks six now? Weeks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it was originally five, and then they changed it probably to six or something. Uh, how much more will that. that cost? I don't think it's really any more. Okay. I think it's just like a guarantee that they have for a certain level tier of book that you can uh, get graded. Uh, so, so they're a little bit ahead of the game on CGC as far as that's concerned. But if you're getting it cleaned and pressed, Oh, geez, uh, maybe CGC hasn't beat by three weeks to a month, but maybe not. It, it's it's tough. It's going to depend on the book. And also keep in mind that CBCS, they still don't grade magazines, like magazine level comics. So the, uh, the I think it was a Savage Tales book, that first man thing that I got done. Uh, I had to go through CGC because CBCS simply doesn't have the capacity to grade those books. So Now, Kevin, I know that, you know, you're, one of the conundrums facing your life of last year was getting your blade book back. Yeah, six months it took me to get it six back. Six months. Six months. I remember it was August 31st of 2019 at Long Beach Comic Con. I sent it in. Yeah, it's a long time, man. And Were I, there and six I, months I, ago? Yep. Wow, time flies. And I literally yeah. just got it back a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Now, this oh, uh, is Valentine. It was. So it was. What a gift. It was a wonderful gift. So to give you... Say what? Wow! I t- took uh, Fantastic Four number two to Comic Con. Speak up a little bit. Uh, I, Fantastic Four number <laughs> two to Comic Con, uh-huh. and I dropped it off on Saturday when I got there. I got it back a month before the next year's Comic Con. Good CGC? lord! Wow! Was it pressed wow. and cleaned or something? No. Just or did they lose it? Who knows? But I called I all the time, it. and they're like, "Oh, it's still not done. Still not done." Wow. So no, no discount either, huh? Did, did, did eleven months. Cheap sons of bitches. CBCS though, I did uh, Comic Con. They did the six weeks turnaround. I called them on the seventh week because I hadn't got my book back, and they said, "Don't worry, we'll send it out next week, and you won't have to pay for it." And which wasn't true. They just gave me <laughs> a credit for, for for the future. Oh, well, that's which still super better, nice. Super better than. Uh, yeah. Plus, if you, if you talk like if you go in to uh, to get your books graded, CBCS still does the old school sit down with you, yeah, talk yeah. with you. Yeah, talk um, to you. I, it was actually a quite a nice therapy session. For it was. Me. They asked me uh, about my family. Yes. And stuff, and we had a good conversation. Absolutely. So I felt very. The guy gave me your aura gave his number felt too. Lifted. Yeah. When yeah, and I got his number. It was great. So um, so I got you a date for Valentine's. So that that and you other were able to talk about Blade it was very. So sweet. that other grading nice. system, PS two, or whatever it is, um, they wouldn't PGX. do that. Okay, they wouldn't do that to you. Okay. <laughs> so um, they, they probably have the fastest turnaround. 
probably like a two-day Yeah, PGX will arrive at your home and create it there. So, and then they'll be like, can you make me dinner or something? I'm here, please. So, so I'm hungry. in honor of uh, Hawkeye being here uh, with his, his presence, uh, I did a little research myself because we're going to get into grading. But just to give you some intros of some examples of how different grading can be on your books, I did look up some key Hawkeye issues. So we have the first appearance, which is Tales of Suspense number 57, obviously with a full origin story of Hawkeye. So the lowest I found graded at a 5.0, which for a book of that age is a solid grade. Can't, yeah, can't that's hate the lowest grade? That, 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 that I was able to find. 550 bucks. That's not bad. Oh, okay. I think, I think that's, that's relatively reasonable as people, you know, jump around. And I know everyone was looking for Luke Cage for a while and all these other things. And honestly, like, I mean, you're in that, that thing. I did, however, find an 8.5 on eBay that someone's selling for three grand. Okay. Mm. So I think we're in a little more of the, the, the thing there. Um, the first appearance of Ronin, New Avengers number 11, now raw, this was 10 to $20. 9.8, it was 40 that's it? I, I think so, too. I think that's very low. Yeah, that's super low because it costs, mm. what is it, about $38 to get your book graded. It's yeah. not worth it. It's not worth it. And then 17 bucks for shipping. It's not yeah, worth it. yeah, unless it's like a second print or something. Like, I don't understand. That's Pretty much any really... book is going to cost you about $50 to $60. The only way it'd be worth... Graded and shipped. Keep, keep that in mind. But I think the way it'd be worth sending in is if you were absolutely certain it'll get a 9.9 or a gem mint 10. That's what's the only uh, way. Julio, what's the most ridiculous book you've seen graded that someone said... Huh. And you might actually even be able to do this. Isn't that something that you like to do? I got a great one Get ridiculous you. graded books or something? Or yeah, so for us was that wally wally actually buys the most ridiculous ones on okay. purpose yeah and that's get them for like 13 dollars on ebay uh-huh and some guy spent 50 60 dollars getting it fresh and everything yeah yeah what uh, the absolute most ridiculous thing I've ever seen graded uh, was from somebody that one of my customers that comes in here. It was a Hyundai Elantra owner's manual, the Walking Dead Survival Guide Edition. Yes. And it was a 9.6. Yeah. And the guy was uh, trying to sell it to me. He said, hey, look this up, man. You're not going to find another one of these online. I'm like, yeah. Because nobody wants it. <laughs> How much did he want for it? I, I got to hear that. He didn't even give me a number because he couldn't figure out what it was worth. It was an owner's manual out. with the Walking Dead. Yeah, like, it was the owner's manual it. for a Hyundai Elantra, I think like 2012 or Coming something like that. Coming from the gallery here today, folks. When you walk through the maze, um, what, 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 yeah, I walked through the maze th- that they had set up there and they had a the Hyundai, the oh. Walking Dead edition, and they oh. were giving them away free. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's worth for basically So sometimes nothing. just because something is rare or there's not a lot of them graded or out there doesn't mean it's valuable. Right. Well, it naturally. means no one's dumb enough to get it graded. Naturally. So just that. So, so clearly there was someone. Yeah. And, and, and another key here, uh, this is an interesting book because I will put this into a slight prospecting category. Uh-huh. Coming in, raw at $40, a 9.8 at $67, Young Avengers number one with Ooh. Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Now, that's going to be a key book coming out. I know. That, I, the I, prospectors. Get that book yes. now. Donald has three of those. So. If you're on yes, the but... shitter, don't even wipe. Just get up and go get that book right yeah, now. Yeah, Pete, that is also a Disney Plus series in development right now. 
Mm-hmm. It is Kate good. Bishop developed as an it's going to be made. Yes, it's a yeah. real thing, which is why that's going on. Yeah. yeah, do you have and a copy here, sir, to sell at the store? Uh, I, I don't want to what uh, Young Avengers, Young Avengers oh. number one. You know what? It's funny every time that it does come in, it goes, it goes like the next day. Yeah, now, see, see, uh, it's hot, guys. Yeah, get it, get it while you can. Now, find new comments. Any new comments? There's one. Oh, from Maria. She says, I wanted to wear the cool suit. Oh, she's talking about uh, being, uh, 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 what's her face? Maria Devil. Hill. Yeah, Maria yeah, yeah. Hill. Thank you. She's the same name. She said, I wanted to wear the cool suit. Would have been way cooler than special effects production assistant. Is what it now, is. Now, and finally, finally, a major key book here, right here. We have Tales of Suspense number 60. This is my own personal uh, copy. This is the second appearance of Hawkeye, and what makes this such a key issue is I own it. <laughs> End of story. Now, Darren, by you owning that book, do you feel like it's it should be worth more just because you own the book, essentially? Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Thank you. Mine's better. I haven't even seen yours. Mine's better. Um, he owns it. So this is a thing here, like... Get a CGC? No, I don't want to get CDC. I like my books raw too. Sometimes, guys. Um, okay, so back uh, on board you here. Be careful. That's how you get your books pregnant. So, so guys, I want to talk to you about grades because some people, it, like, so if you look at, for example, we are currently at war, or Donald mostly is at war with securing this X Men number one. <laughs> that wow. is a one about a one five. I, one I think five, it's one yeah. five. Yeah. So that book at a one five, as opposed to like Young Avengers number one at a nine eight, clearly we're not in the same grade category, but also clearly we're not in the same value category either. Right. So how do we kind of like, do you guys have like a guide of how you like to work out your grades? And and obviously if you have a book that you're like, oh, this is probably a four, but it's so valuable. I have to get it slide. Like what makes you kind of make these decisions? Well, I'm, I'm going to say like buying, buying books that I... It's it's tough because if you want a particular book, like for example, if you want if you want something that's uh, of uh, you know Ghost Rider quality, um, you know first appearance, which is Marvel Spotlight number five, that book's been going up and up and up lately. It's actually been because uh, Nicholas Cage, it's right? Appreciating value, yeah. So it's yes, definitely because of Nick Cage. Um, so that book, I was extremely happy to get. At uh, at a 4.0 quality. Now it wasn't graded when I bought it, um, and it's not something that I need in pristine shape. It looks nice. It presents well. It has some some scuffs and stuff because it's an all black cover on the outside, so it shows its wear more than a lot of other books. So for that one, I was I was very happy just to get a 4.0. You know, I didn't I didn't need a high grade, mm-hmm. and it just looks nice. So that's that's good enough for me. But if you're talking about what what would make me want to get a book besides just like trying to get something like the Blue Beetle, like I like I had because I love the character, um, it just depends upon the character itself on on whether I can justify getting a lower grade or a higher grade, and right. that is dependent upon the importance of that character to me. Uh, you know, obviously, if I want to flip something, if I want to flip a book, I'm not going to get it graded unless right. I'm a hundred percent certain it's going to grade out high high I mean, we're talking like nine and above but even still that could be slightly debatable too you might because someone might prefer if you're a 
hardcore collector, a raw book might be what you want. Exactly. That might be preferred. It's just like a lot of people. I don't like vintage books signed. I don't want it signed. If you have, uh, and no offense, Kevin, if you have a Fantastic Four first appearance of Silver Surfer signed by Stan Lee, I don't want it. Actually, the second. Okay, either way. But, you know, we're just talking. Uh, I don't want it. And that's because he signed it. It ruins the value of that book to me. So, but I'm different than you. You get something classic like that, and you want the creator that created this classic piece to sign it. And that completes that for you. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's that's fine. You know, that's something that I appreciate that you appreciate. And that's what us fellow collectors should do. We should appreciate each other's collections, no matter how big or small, how important it is to you. It could mean the world to somebody else. So lesson for this, uh, don't ever demean somebody else's collection ever. No matter what they have, if they have it and they're proud of it, be proud of them for owning it and, and, and liking it enough. That, that they're sharing this with you, this moment, this collection. Pete, this, this Pete do you own any yeah. uh, CBCS or CGC graded books? I do not. Okay, Kevin, so what <laughs> I want to ask you is, is there a specific number you look at when you're getting ready to, like, when you want to get a book graded, do you want it for just posterity? Or is there like, oh my God, there's going to be a huge grade on this. This is the number I want. This is a number I'm shooting for. What makes you decide? Is the, do numbers play into it for you in a heavy way, other than the obvious? Once in a while. I mean, man, it's for posterity. Like, for that Blade book in particular, I followed Donald's advice about getting it cleaned and, and pressed. And, yes. And, and it came out a little higher than I thought it would. So I was, I have to admit, I was quite pleased. Now, we know someone who cleans and press over at our sponsors, correct? Yes, indeed we do. Yes, oh. yes. Over at uh, Spiro's Heroes, uh, Carter and uh, Span. Carter and Span. Right? They do uh, pressings, and uh, they do a, they do a nice job with their pressings. All right, so yeah, definitely. If you, if you need to get a book press, they're they're good people to reach. And out I to. think this is an opportunity to inform our crowd about Spiro's Heroes, our lovely sponsor. Ah, uh, yes, the Godfather of comics. You cannot go wrong there, Elliot, a righteous man, a wonderful place of three hundred thousand comics. Three hundred thousand. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, indeed it is, because it's a righteous plug. There's a Marvel room, a DC room, an independent room, a room for everybody to mm-hmm. enjoy yourself and just delve deep into the joy of this wonderful hobby, right? Known as comics. And if you get a chance, definitely pop yeah, in there nice. and tell them uh, the real short box sent you. Uh, he'll give you a, a wink and a smile, maybe a handshake and a hug. And, and maybe even a Godfather discount. And maybe even. Maybe even one of these graphic novels. Ooh. Now, th- this is available here, though, at, at We Can Be Heroes. No, right? this is my – No, this That's is, your personal This book? is from oh, This is from Elliot okay. Spiro. Oh, this, remember? this is from he the Temple of Comics? He literally, for our efforts, said, hey, guys, feel free to grab yourself a graphic novel. And I grabbed this Flash 75th uh, – that's, Celebration of 75 years. Generous. That's very nice. Very, very nice. Generous. You see, visit the Temple of Comics in Canoga Park, and you may be blessed in the same way. Just as you'll be blessed coming to this place, this newest Temple of Comics, we can be heroes. The two high priests of Reza and Julio, wonderful <laughs> oh, men. You can't go wrong. Come to We Can Be Heroes. And you have all these beautiful variant they books. Got chili beans, too. Chili beans. Chili beans, guys. Chili beans. All right. And you can say the J word here. And you can say the J word here. I don't know what's J word. Oh, I know what J word you're talking about. Yes, you can say the J word so, here. So I want to get back to a Hawkeye here since we have him here with us. Yes. Now, Pete. I'm here. Yes. What project in the MCU <clears throat> are you most looking forward to? Oh, wow. Um, okay. So 
I'm looking forward to a couple of projects. Um, one of them, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. Volume 3. Um, and that's only because I like where they left it off in Endgame, where you have the Guardians going back up into space to find Gamora. And kind of Thor's is now like an Hang honorary member. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, I want to see where that goes. That's, that's pretty cool. It's really like, cool. Cool that's clip so cool. like that. Cool I clip love the way they did that. And also, one tease you're, you're, you're forgetting from the end of Volume 2. Him. Right. Warlock. Also, Prospectors. Yep. Prospectors. Correct. Take note, Omega the Unknown, number one. First appearance of Omega the Unknown. I think I have that. That is a possible character that they've rumored to be in the third Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yep. not set in stone. It's rumored. It's cheap. Pick it up. If you're on, you yes. can wait if you're on the toilet on this one, but just pick it up. It's important. So just to go off of that, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and then I'm also equally looking forward to Spider Man three, the oh. newest uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, Tom Holland. Just, justify Tom this one, correct? Well, I really like what they're doing with Sony because now they have this agreement where they can put. MCU characters in these Sony movies and vice versa, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Um, so you're going to see, you know, Venom co- showing up in, you know, a Spider-Man movie and Carnage show- might maybe showing up in a Sinister Six movie. And Doctor like, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will probably set that up. I, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's some really, really good things. That there's a lot of huge potential there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that's the movie I'm looking forward to from Phase 4. To be honest, it's just kind of the only, the only movie I'm looking I forward to. I am now. Once I heard that Sam Raimi's behind it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we should really just shameless plug. Donald and I do have photographs with one Sam Raimi. We do. As yeah. we were we a part of with him. assistant directing. And these team. guys didn't invite me. Shame on them. No. I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. actually. Yeah. You did? You're just too busy. You're always busy. I mean, you got you, you were like, I gotta make a DoorDash delivery fast. at nine. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay, so uh Pete. I think it's true too. Okay, so Pete, once again, just just be as as grotesque about this as you can sure. with these two envious fools. How awesome is the Taskmaster? Oh, How man. awesome, like the actual Taskmaster that will be in this movie? Um, you guys are going to like it. Uh, that's about all I can say. You, like, that's he's, as obnoxious as you get. Rez is, Rez is ready to sell, ready to sell <laughs> his book. Like, Rez is ready to sell his book. Get all of your Taskmaster comics ready because get I'm, ready. I'm pretty Young sure polished. this villain is going to be very, very popular. Uh, that's why I picked it up like a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half um, years for me. 50 cents at a garage sale. I can tell you firsthand from working on the movie. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's very fair. <laughs> So, um, a <clears throat> little inside baseball for our audience here. At the bottom here, I do have this little section called "If Time Permits." Uh-oh. And since we uh, have an opportunity here, there is an. I, I am go- going to sit here. So, this is something I'd like to kind of possibly revisit or visit, you know, in in all of our podcasts. Uh, so, a lot of you not only like reading these books, not only like to prospect. Uh, not, I'm just trying to get all three of you here. Um, not only like to you know hear about rumors and things of that nature, but you love the television and film content that we have here. And since I found it, we can be heroes. This really awesome 9.8. Whoa! Yeah, Star Wars deal here. Um, Pete, since you're the guest, give me your thoughts on the Clone Wars, which are debuting next week. Yes. Okay. So the Clone Wars. What a great show that is, honestly. Like the Clone Wars, so, so it takes place in between, in between <laughs> episodes two and three. So that would be Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Right. 
it really gives you an in-depth look into Anakin and Obi-Wan's like relationship that you really didn't get from the movies. Wasn't fleshed out. Okay. I mean, it, it was, I, I'm a, pro, I'm a prequels like defender. I really enjoy the prequels. Well, at this like, point, I, will, I am too. Oh yes. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Um, so, but the Clone Wars really, really, if you, if you watch Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, then you watch the Clone Wars, especially this next season, season seven, which is going to like really bridge the gap between the movies. Um, it's it really fleshes out all, all, all mostly all the characters in the Clone Wars, including you know um, Anakin and Obi Wan. So it's it, it's great. It's, it really is great, and it has my favorite character of all time, Ooh. Excellent. So uh, let's talk, uh, Donald. This is probably up your wheelhouse: the Walking Dead World Beyond. What's that? This is a new Walking Dead thing. So I, guess, show? So I show? guess the question I can ask you is, do you need to see more Walking Dead on television? No. Why not? No. Uh, because uh, Black Summer, uh, which Julio, the shop, one of the shop owners here, is actually in. He's in it. He's in Black Summer. Oh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yes, well, we, we do. We talk about it now. But we we'll just like, did. People can rewind yeah, this. he's in it. You got to watch it. Okay, so it's not really him, but there's a guy in there that looks just freaking like him. Anthony Anderson? I'll, I'll put it. I'll, I'll post it on Instagram, guys. Everybody listening. Everybody well, so are watching, you, sir. So I'm gonna are post you. this shit on Instagram, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, that is that is him." Uh, okay, fine, Donald. Since that was a strikeout there, I'm gonna ask you to talk about Disney Plus's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, that's got Falcon in it, and also Winter Soldier. Okay, but are you? Do you want to see more of these characters in in the form of a TV series? Well, yeah, yeah. It's uh, also, I believe, uh, the U.S. agent's going to be in that, right? Yes, in that I think they revealed some uh, on set. And it's photos. played by uh, Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. Oh yeah. uh, yes, boy, he looks like a goober in that suit. Have you seen the pictures? I have. Yeah, you, but, I think you but, showed but, me, right? Would, yeah, but would you tell it to his face though? Yes, you would tell it to his yes, face. Yes, I feel you look like a goober. Jump, jump. 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 probably play Snake Plissken in the Escape from New York remake. Oh, wow. Jump, jump in, Pete. Come free. Oh, I, I like the fact that it has uh, Baron Zemo as the uh, as the villain from Civil War. Mm. As long oh, as sorry, they put excuse in... me. Helmet Zemo. They need to put him <laughs> in that costume. And in fact, some cut scenes from... I want to see him with the mask. Yeah. yeah. yeah from uh, like Winter monocle, Soldier. Monocle. Was, uh, no, they had uh, they had him in the costume, but they cut those scenes <laughs> out of it. So that's something that I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing, hopefully. Mm-hmm. They'll put them in that. That's oh, a great costume. Okay, so we don't need to, for time's sake, we don't need to hear Kevin and Donald on this as we have them on record multiple times. Uh, Pete, any thoughts on Bloodshot? Well, um, so actually, believe it or not, a really, really good uh, buddy of mine and actually one of the producers on my film is really good friends with um, Jason David Frank, who is the online version of Bloodshot. Okay. Um, oh, man. Yes. Wait a minute, is it Frank? Isn't that the Power Ranger? Yeah, yes, so he, the he, white plays, Ranger. he plays Bloodshot on the Valiant uh, t- uh, web series. Really? Okay. Yes, correct. Um, so I'm actually partial to his version of that uh, character, uh, Bloodshot. But uh, I think uh, Vin Diesel will do a fine job as, as uh, the mainstream version of Bloodshot. Thank and you're, you. And you're bigger than Vin Diesel. Thank you. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm excited about Bloodshot. I know these two guys are the opposite side of our spectrum on this. Okay. But I'm glad to just get a little backup here. I, uh, I like to look you. at it. The uh, glass is half empty. If there's more than half in the glass, I'm pleasantly surprised. International box office, I think, will be the key to this. Uh, yes, success. High Priest. Uh, do you think Bloodshot now, since he's playing by Vin Diesel, is going to be all <laughs> About family dog, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that goes without saying. 100%. Absolutely. All right, 
one one more. I'm just going to go here. Uh, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Initial thought. Oh. Um, okay, so, so I like that the vulture is going to be in there, and okay. it's going to be played by uh, Michael, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, so that's that's an exciting thing that they're sharing that. Um, looking forward to that. We might even get some Venom action in there, uh, just a, like a tinge of it. Uh, am I excited about Jared Leto uh, playing him? I, I just think he's he's fine. It's just he's the character. The character's so emo to me. <laughs> so it's just like uh, it's like following the adventures of a goth kid around. And I don't know if I if, thought you like goth. If kids. that's been my cup of tea. Of you said you like Twilight movies. You said you like Twilight. No. Okay. I have uh, yes. Yeah, so this is just pure speculation on my point from my point of view, but. I believe that in this Morbius movie, we are going to get a giant setup for the Sinister Six. You probably I right. believe, and this because this is Sony, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. We're going to get not only Morbius, um, I believe we'll get Cletus Cassidy in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get the Vulture. We'll get Scorpion from Homecoming. What about Alfred Molina? Um, we will get some sort of uh, Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm calling it right now. If they brought Alfred yeah. Molina back, it's smart. People would have a heart attack. It's if smart they, to if do Alfred Molina was brought it, back. That would be super People smart would have a heart attack. If they brought Alfred Molina back. Yep. Uh, okay. J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, that's, that's true. Amazing. That's true. So, mm-hmm. so um, as we're about to close out here, Donald, uh, are there any raw books you have that you are definitely on board with getting them graded? At this point, is there anything that you're like, wow, I, I need this book? Yeah, I think, right. I think I should get my first appearance of uh, Alpha Flight, which Kevin helped me out. It's Uncanny X Men. It's like 121, I want to say, something like 134, that. 134, like somewhere that. around there. I don't, I don't know. It's around that time. Uh, first appearance of Alpha Flight. I think that that's going to be prospecting wise, it's going to be an important book. Also, I like Alpha Flight, so it'd be good to get it, uh, get it cased get it graded it just looks like a real sharp book that i got so and uh hawkeye will you be uh buying a comic book at some point in 2020 um i'm sure i will okay great. i don't know which one but, but it will happen and kevin your turn sir a raw book that you would like to have graded well after the information that our good friend of the show pete has told us avengers 196 that first full appearance of taskmaster is looking really good right now to be cgc next month at WonderCon. i'm gonna turn that book in <laughs> um okay so uh i'm gonna do a little lightning round here and i'm gonna include the panel here as well donald the high, the high cbcs or cgc uh cbcs pete cbcs kevin Ooh. well after my roast Reese experience i guess cbcs for now Julio? Um, I, I, I cannot answer that question because I'm a dealer for both of them. Right. Reza? BYOB. Uh, okay. Juice? CGC. All right. And I will go with PS2. Now, um, the okay. thing that we're going to go oh, with here. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Look, PS2 is an awesome console, but I don't, I don't think they grade comics, though. Oh, they don't? Yeah. I'm going to start my own comic well, That's how you broke your system. You kept putting comic books in there going, just grade the damn thing. <laughs> no, I say, I'm going to do my own comic grading system. You know, the bottom one's going to be, what is this shit? You know, that's mm-hmm. just going to be what it says. Yeah. In you should get some of the most bullshit books. And just take it up there and, and see what the look the on Oregon, their face. The Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the look on their face when you show up. Take, take, take one of those free comic day books. My Crash that, that, Test that, Dummies that, comic. The Crash! Yes, yeah, that's yeah. it. Take right. that one. Or take that one. one. This one here where I drew the dick on the guy. Nice. Huh? Take that one and get that graded. And then they'll be like, they'll make an annotation of... Uh, Giant penis what? on face on cover. Well, I think one that First I'm definitely going to get graded here, guys, is 
The Walking Ted. Oh, that's it! Wow, yeah. uh, the, with with yeah, the cards included. Cards the cards are included it. in there. Oh, yes. wow! The Walking Ted, right there. That's fantastic. Yes, this yeah. absolutely. That's some good. And artwork you play one of those Louis characters. Castillo. Louis do. did that artwork. Maxwell Lord, which right. by the way, how do you good feel about Maxwell Lord being played by Oberyn Martell in the Wonder Woman 1984 movie? How do you feel about that? Is he Canadian? Wait, wait, wait. What is he Who's Canadian? Canadian? The guy who played a uh, Pedro Pascal, Pascal the he, Mandalorian, is he Canadian? and Oberyn Martell, the guy who got his Can-A-D-N. head squished in, in the right. throne. Yes, is he right. Canadian? I don't know. No. Okay, then I'm good with it. Let's do it. We well, against Canadians. He doesn't like I, Alpha I, Flight, I mean, apparently. It, isn't it clear that they should only exist in the DC Universe? And I, I mean, they're a little oversaturated in the DC Universe. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Good for him. Yeah. Well, Canadian, it's a CW. Yeah. It's a CW joke. Wow, I'm filming back to Los Angeles. All right. Well, I think Canadian. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Bring it up to <laughs> Los Angeles. We've uh, divulged into uh, chaos. So we're going to call it here, I think. Right? Except I'd like to push one more item here. Oh, yes. Here, yes, we yes, be here yes. This lovely Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange right here. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the, 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 the artistic gesticulation. Look at that. That's, uh, Look at that. Uh, wow. That's phenomenal. Beautiful. Figure. Beautiful articulation. Look at you that. Know what? If you t- bought that and opened it up, you could take it over uh, to McDonald's and you could hold your McNuggets. It looks like bed cover cover batch, doesn't it? That's All right, cool. guys. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, God, I don't have a business card handy. What platforms are we on? We're on, Jeez. obviously, on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Sprecher. Spotify. Spotify. Blueberry. Blueberry. Joe Mama. And and Pete, thank you so much for joining us. We really oh, hope you can join you us again in me. the future. Hey, 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 we'll we'll have you back it. again in the future, thank sir. You. Right. And you Does have to share the, the secret. How do you maintain I, that 11% body fat figure, sir? Um, healthy eating and a lot of gym time. There you go, Oh, sir. man, look at this. Oh, thank oh, you look so this. much. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at What? What All about right. the, the spinner belt? Remember the Cena spinner belt? I do. I used to own that. You still own that belt? So good. All right. Well, thank you for coming out. My name is Darren. My name is Supreme Chancellor really... Kevin. Pete, Monaco. And I'm Donald. So he and, thinks. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll see you out and about someday, sometime. Maybe here at the righteous, prestigious comic shop. This has been The Real Shortbox. We'll see you at the comic shop. Thanks for listening. 